0: Welcome to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are very glad that you have joined us. I am still Skylar Spradlin, and you
1: are... And yet I haven't changed. My name is Larry. Still... Larry Jones. The
0: Larry Jones of... (laughs) Not the one and only, but...
1: No, definitely The the one in this room.
0: Yes. And we are picking back up. We uh, have only recorded one episode since our break. This is episode number two, yes. and kind of our way of calendaring things uh, of this season. And um, yeah we've we've already started a day late. Yes. second weekend and day late to record.
1: Well, we'll make up for it by talking twice as fast. Does that work? No. Are we covering two subjects? Oh, no. We're just talking fast. Oh. I w-
0: Jamie says I do that on Wednesday oh. nights when I lecture.
1: Talk too fast? Uh-huh. So
0: she says yeah. you can't take notes. Well, sometimes we need to listen. And not take notes? Yeah. Is that why you fell asleep last night? I did fall asleep. You weren't paying attention. I was watching you.
1: Well, all I know is I was sitting too close. To me? For you to be reading my paper as I'm writing things down. Yeah, I could.
0: I saw your little scribbles and notes and things. You don't know what they were. I have a pretty good idea. Okay. I might have been told. You might have been. Regardless. Uh, I don't even know how we got there. We are continuing walking through, though. I know what we're doing here today. Walking through these... uh, systematic theological subjects and doctrines of the Christian faith.
1: Right, we kind of started with beginnings of salvation and then and then we were we went through what well, sanctification. If we
0: Was really that the, well, that's kind of the umbrella we're under now, but if we really back up, didn't we start with
1: the doctrine of God? In the in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth.
0: Yes, we started with God. I know, but didn't we, like, have some episodes where we walked through the attributes of God? Yes, we did. But we haven't gone through the nature and person of Christ or the Holy Spirit, have we? Ye- I think so. You know, we've been doing this <laughs> for a lot of years, actually, and it doesn't feel like that.
1: Yeah, I know, but we're, we're like in this, uh, we're on page 810 of a big book.
0: Are you following that book? I just do what you tell me.
1: Sometimes you veto. Oh, I don't want to do that. Some, yeah, yeah, that's happened before. It's not a, a regular occurrence. Sometimes yeah, I well, don't know I'm just that it's Pretty much following worth right through the book, the uh, Grudem Systematic Theology. I S- like it. It's an easy read. So we have covered those things then. Yeah, we've covered a lot of stuff, especially in the salvation section covered the order of salvation right that's
0: where we're at right now the
1: gospel regeneration that's all i remember we're down to we did sanctification perseverance and now we're at death where is your sting
0: yeah you like we couldn't like hear you at all and then you just like really leaned in it and said muerte
1: i probably turned away to i could read something muerte muerte um, so is is death a uh, good thing or a bad thing? Or just, yes, it's both, a thing. Both. Well, we know that
0: everyone,
1: unless the Lord comes, it's
0: a bad thing that's been made into we'll, a good thing. We'll die. It's a bad thing that's been made into a good thing.
1: You're going to have to explain yourself, Lucy. You
0: got some explaining to do. Uh, it's bad because it's part of the curse for sin yeah well yes which is why we grieve that was the and paul says we don't
1: promise to adam and eve right well that was you eat that fruit you will die
0: yeah and and that's what happened in genesis three and so on genesis four is the very first death of a human being yep and it's a murder and it's a murder of a brother brother and brother and then chapter five is just this long list of look at all these people who died Yep. So-and-so lived, he had a child, he lived this much longer, then he died. And then that child lived and...
1: Except for Enoch.
0: Right. There's one little blip of hope in there.
1: But right now, we're at the... I think we're at the end of time. All human beings will live, breathe, and die. And the most important part of that is, do you die... With the relationship with Jesus Christ, or do you die without a relationship with Jesus?
0: That's why I say it's a bad thing, from the curse, that Christ has made into a good thing for Christians, yes. because death becomes this gateway or doorway Door, into, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> into glory.
1: Yeah, absence from the body is presence with the Lord.
0: But that still, we still have this pain of losing a loved one we still feel yes, the it's still grief yeah paul says the sting of death in first corinthians 15 but there's some sense we still feel that sting it's just so not do you think the person permanent. dying
1: feels the sting or do you think the loved ones left behind feel the sting or is it yes to both of those
0: i mean in one sense it's yes to both right Be, maybe yeah I mean, it's it's we have to face certainly there's the sting of the loved ones being left behind. We miss yeah, we people lose, that we're not we going to lose see.
1: their contact with them and we miss them.
0: Yeah. But I think even for the Christian dying, there's this reality of I have to kind of bolster my faith here. And and remember the promises yeah, maybe more yeah. than before, because it's kind of scary. It's unknown.
1: Yes, it is. But, you know, as we get older and we well, get a little wiser in this area. That's true. It's not as fearful. Good. Praise God. I mean, that's, I think that's the way it should be. When you're a young person, uh, uh, a man of 30-ish, ish, uh, you know, what happens if he dies? He may leave a family behind, yeah. one that needs his help to sustain life livelihood yeah he can leave his wife and his small children and and i, I would think a, a young man would want to see their growth those children's growth and their acceptance of christ and yeah you know if they're 10 and 11 it's it's more difficult than if they're 50 and 51 true <laughs> cuz you've already seen most of their life
0: yeah, you hear about people who, I mean, we both know, and I'm sure every listener knows at least somebody who struggled with an illness or, or just age, and they yeah. were they were ready. Yes, they absolutely. were ready to go. They were
1: suffering. Yeah, and they're ready to they're ready to get rid of the suffering.
0: Or like my grandfather, I, mean, I just automatically thought of my grandparents with this subject, but my grandfather, uh, he he wasn't suffering physically, really. He was just ready.
1: Yeah. He knew what awaited and he was Quality ready of life. It goes down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there was, you know, some of that kind of struggle. But I still think the sting of death is a little bit there for Christians. Uh, and, and it it's just not lasting. It goes away when we are in the presence of Christ. But the the Puritans or the, the Christians in, you know, uh, times just directly after the Reformation and perhaps even during a little before, they had this real big theology and teaching and uh, effort invested in helping people die well they were concerned with
1: dying well okay yeah i've heard that phrase and it's because dying grace have you heard that
0: yeah it's because we've all we all face this sense of uncertainty and maybe a little trepidation even though we're holding to the promises of christ
1: i think god puts in each one of us the desire to live well yeah and not die, yeah. And so, anytime we approach the threshold of death, then we're a little nervous about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, even though we have sound faith and and we trust in God's word that He will accomplish what He's promised, mm-hmm. uh, there's still a little bit of okay. I trust in You, Lord. It's almost like the uh, the man whose son was healed uh, said, "You have to have faith," and He said. Help, help me in my unbelief. Yeah, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. Right. So there's still a little bit of, uh, you know, nervousness about it.
0: Yeah. So Christ's resurrection takes away. That's Paul's point in First Corinthians 15. Takes away the sting of death. Yeah, the one I. And yet it's still maybe there for a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Did I say that on the air. Or did I say that before. You haven't said anything yet. Oh, on the air about that.
1: Oh. I'll, on the air. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? That's what you were mentioning in First Corinthians 15.
0: Yes. Because the resurrection of Christ, his point in that whole chapter is hey, Jesus rose from the dead, and if you're in Christ, you'll raise from the dead also. Yes. So, death, death. death doesn't have the final say for
1: Christians. There is no, no more it's just a, sting. A passageway. Yeah. And a lot of time, it alleviates pain. Uh, we all have yeah. had friends and family who have suffered with uh, bad diseases that create a lot of pain. Yep. Uh, sometimes your loved one is in a coma, and, and just almost a vegetable. And you're you're yeah. kind of relieved when they go on to be with the Lord, especially yeah. if you know they're a believer.
0: Yeah, and I've you know, being a pastor, I've been in the position as many many other pastors have been in many similar positions where they're conducting a funeral or they're ministering to somebody after they've lost a spouse or a parent or right. a loved one and sometimes people say you know i feel guilty but there's a sense of relief because yeah. they're not struggling anymore they're at home with christ
1: right. and sometimes it's a sudden thing and right we don't know that we're ready for this yeah but all of a sudden it happens and i think that's that's the way I want to go. <laughs> well, yeah. Me too, yeah. When I go, I want it to be quick. I don't want to suffer and suffer and suffer, suffer and then go. I'd, when it's time for me to go on and be with the Lord, I'm ready for him to go. Now's the time. Yeah.
0: Now, we have been saying that we die and we go to be with the Lord. Is that what the Bible teaches?
1: I think it does. Yes. So, I, I would say yes, the Bible teaches that.
0: We talked a little bit on the phone about this. It doesn't teach what has come to be known as something like soul sleep where you're just kind of laying in the grave asleep and waiting. Right. Are well, you, you sure? We, Paul says some he has
1: some language like that. He does. I got a I got a heading of that, since I find it.
0: You got a whole paragraph or four.
1: I do. Yes. And just like normal, I can't find it. It's like when you tell your child to do something show them that you can do this they won't do it they won't do it larry get up on this chair and sing yeah yeah that's happened before (laughs) according to uh page 819 paragraph b the bible does not teach the doctrine of soul sleep that's what he says yes well what he let me get a scripture he says uh uh, da, 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 da. A lot of times it speaks of falling. The Bible speaks of falling asleep. Yeah. But that only means he died. Yeah. Um, it's a
0: metaphorical way of talking about death. Uh,
1: Psalms 115. The dead do not praise the Lord nor do any that go down into silence. Those who believe in God will bless the Lord forever. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Psalm 115, 17, 18. Did that was that garbled up or did that make sense?
0: Um, We will bless
1: the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. That means you will never stop.
0: Yes, that's how I took it. And the the previous Psalm was if you just go down into silence, you won't be praising the Lord, but we'll be praising the Lord forever.
1: Yes. That's all Psalm 115.
0: Well, that's interesting.
1: That's interesting.
0: I take the more traditional passages.
1: Okay. Um, How about 2 Corinthians five eight, We would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord.
0: Yes, that's a traditional text. I also think about um, naturally the thief on the cross today. You'll be with me in paradise. Yes, and that's mentioned. Yeah, Hebrews
1: twelve one. You got that one? In no, your, go for it. Repertoire? We are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Okay. So that would indicate that those that have gone on before are with the Lord.
0: Yeah, I think you could bring in the discussion, even Revelation, where the martyrs are under the altar crying out. How much longer, Lord? How much longer? I think about the the parable Jesus says between uh, Lazarus and the rich man. And Lazarus yes, is carried yes. up to Abraham's bosom, yes. and the rich man is cast down. And it seems to imply they're conscious and, and immediate.
1: Especially you see it in the rich man, where he sees Lazarus and yeah. Abraham cross a gulf yeah. and asks for a drop of water to come be placed on his tongue. Yeah. So, yeah, he,
0: he sees it. You said they're playing golf? Across
1: uh, uh, a an expanse. If we
0: kill all the golfers, who will play the course? (laughs) I said gophers, not golfers.
1: Well, I've been at a golf course that says, do not go into this canyon to chase the ball that you just hit in there. (laughs) Because there are snakes down there.
0: Hmm. I heard a story of a man who uh, these two guys were playing in a golf tournament, and uh, they were neck and neck and uh, tied going into the 18th hole and the first guy had honor so he tees off first smacks it right center down the fairway 250 yards just a great shot yep yep uh, the other sounds guy like me. the other guy gets up behind him uh and he rears back and tees off and hooks it right into the woods sounds like you so <laughs> they both go out and they're looking for his ball in the woods and they they've been looking for several minutes And the one who hooked it into the woods told the other guy, well, why don't you go ahead and go up and hit your ball, and I'll spend a few more minutes looking for mine. And he goes out there, okay, and he hits. I mean, again, he's in the center of the fairway, so he hits. And he's within 10 feet of the pin on the green. And it's looking like he's going to win this tournament. And then he hears this other guy back in the woods yell, I found it. And then he hears him hit the ball, and he hits it, and he's within a foot, foot and a half of the hole. It's a gimme. Okay. And so there's a dilemma now the first guy has. Oh, I would think so. Does he confront him for cheating since he knows that he picked up his ball in the wood and put it in his pocket earlier? Oh, no. Or does he just let it go? What would you do?
1: I would play with someone else next time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, long story about for anybody. um what was the purpose of I don't story? know, do you know.
1: It was a good story.
0: I had you. I mean, I had your attention. Yes, you did. You could talk anything so, about golf so and sleep. keep you
1: talking about the golf. We're talking about
0: being with the Lord, present with the Lord.
1: Yeah, so sleeping, I, I, that's not scriptural at no. all. We don't sleep. Okay. Kind of like we do at night. We sleep we wake up in the morning sometimes we don't remember anything for the in the middle of the night unless we got up for some reason so the bible does your mic quit this. working or are you just not close enough i don't know is it still working yes now it is It is now okay uh how about purgatory
0: well we're protestant so no we don't believe that yeah we don't
1: believe in purgatory uh not that
0: it's i mean it's yeah i say we're protestant we don't believe in it no Yes, that's my answer.
1: Well, I don't know that we need to discuss it much other than it's not real. It's not in our scriptures. It's uh, Well, it's the uh,
0: idea that you can go to a place and, and get right? Yeah, pay for your sins temporarily. Yep. And in your own suffering and then you get to go to heaven.
1: Yeah, it's kind of one of the statements that was made by a Catholic nun and I don't know her name. I heard it in a sermon. Is
0: this like my golf story?
1: Now this is I actually feel bad now for true, and this is this is what happened. She said that the soul that dies is not ready to be in the presence of God because they're not holy enough, yeah, that they have to go there and get refined in the fire better. yeah, and then they can be in the presence of God, and we know that's not true because Jesus makes us holy enough to be in the presence of God
0: well, and that's the whole idea behind. Uh, or there's at least a big connection there between penance and indulgence and uh, quickening your time through purgatory, right, being right. baptized on behalf of the dead, uh, qu- so that you can quicken your time or buy somebody out of purgatory or buy yourself out of purgatory. Th- those sorts of things. That's a whole. That's a whole other discussion. But we would reject that with the greatest sincerity and vigor and effort we could because we think it undermines the gospel we think it goes more beyond just just um what happens after death we think it actually undermines the christian gospel in the scriptures
1: so what happens to a christian uh, the the question in in the uh, book here says it's talking about the death of a christian with friends and relatives well, Christian. That wasn't a question. I, well, it's not. That's that's the heading. What's the question? There's no question. <laughs> so, so how do how do you how do you, uh, how do you deal with that? Uh, how do you deal? The death with of a family member that's a Christian, death of a relative, or death of a family member who is a believer.
0: Well, you grieve, but you grieve with hope and joy
1: and thanksgiving, because you, you know they're in the presence of the Lord, right? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, when
0: both of my grandparents passed especially my grandmother because it was a surprise and just yeah uh, none of us were ready that was quick and um i just remember in that moment when they told me i just stopped and prayed and said lord i hate death but i thank you for salvation
1: yes yes
0: i mean that was this mixture of emotion in me like i hate this and yet she gets to be with you it's a really it's a really good thing
1: right right uh, we don't grieve as others do. First uh, Thessalonians four thirteen. Uh, with bitter despair, and without hope, and that's that's the way unbelievers grieve. There is no hope for an unbeliever. Well, they don't have a uh, framework
0: or an understanding either. Right.
1: Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Henceforth, they may rest from their labors. Labors. Revelation fourteen thirteen. And oh, precious is the, in yeah. the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. Psalms one sixteen.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people in our particular context who try to cope with death okay. by invoking thoughts of heaven, or this person's in a better place, or this person went to be with Grant Paul and he's fishing with Grant Paul. Yeah how do how do you begin to address that
1: well people who event, have
0: no profession or faith in christ right. yet when it comes to death they want to have a christian funeral in the and almost preach a person into heaven right. uh and they have such mixed ideas of what heaven actually is but but in that sense they have this false hope yes they do
1: so so how do how do you want to tackle that. I like I like what this uh this man said in the book. He says that after a non-christian has died, it would be wrong to give any indi- indication to others that we think that person has gone to heaven. This would simply be to give misleading information and false assurance and to diminish the urgency and need for those who are still alive to trust in Christ. I thought yeah. that made a lot of sense. Why, yeah. would, why would you tell them well yeah he's probably okay he may have made a, a decision and you kind of hope he has because uh, you well, care think, for this i think people
0: are misled in trying to comfort grieving people by lying or making up something right of the person who's died
1: you don't want to diminish the idea that that the way to heaven and the way to be with god is through jesus christ and him only
0: yeah I've gotten to where I pray that the death of so and so would be a catalyst for the salvation of someone else. Correct, correct. That as people contemplate life and death and eternity through the passing of their loved one, they would be convicted and saved. Yes, yes. Death can be a great opportunity for that.
1: Well, sometimes you get people in church that don't normally come there. It's true. But you definitely want, uh, at my mother's funeral, the, we instructed the uh, pastor to preach a salvation sermon because mm-hmm. we knew people would be there who really loved my mother and cared for her but who were lost. Yeah. And uh, at the end, he kind of did a call altar call type prayer. I don't know if that's something we need to discuss at another time or not, but... He told us uh, at the end of the service when he he said, if if you have prayed that prayer with me, look, look at my look at my face, look up at me. And he said two people uh, looked up at him. And to me, that was a big comfort. If those two people were actually saved born again, yeah. funeral. funeral would be wonderful. That'd be, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we're running out of time and I want to I want to address one more thing okay. before we finish. How do we exist when we die? Our body goes to dust. Yeah, our spirits
1: earth. go to be with the Lord.
0: So we exist, exist in spirit?
1: Yes. Conscious spirit? Yes. I go yes on that one.
0: I think that's important to remember and consider.
1: Well, I'm, I'm thinking about the scenes in Revelation of the souls under the throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were conscious yeah and they were souls and then i also i know that when christ comes uh all the way to earth not not the rapture but the next time i think it's the next time he will you know he will unite us our with our bodies again our souls with a yeah I, a spiritual body yeah
0: uh, well i think i think to point out that uh that picture in Revelation you're talking about, I think that clues us in to how we exist. Uh, when we die, immediately we exist in spirit, and we exist with full understanding and conscience consciousness, and yes. yet we don't exist wholly yet. And W H O L. Because there's still that longing that they would be reunited with their bodies.
1: Right. And
0: in some way, Christ will resurrect our bodies. And that's what makes us human. Right. I mean, that's that's the new heaven and the new earth. Right. We exist as we're supposed to exist. And God has made us both physical and spiritual. And so I think there's this. Yeah, we're we're present with the Lord and we know that we're with the Lord and we're spirit with the Lord. And yet there's this longing still to to have have the whole work consummated yeah. in Christ that we we actually get our bodies back and it's finalized and done and we're reunited with the Lord and others and I you know I even think about um Jesus on the mount of transfiguration yep and Elijah and Moses are there yep and they're conversing and somehow you know this this baffles me recently somehow Peter recognizes them yes although yes. they had been dead for thousands of years. They didn't
1: have any pictures of them.
0: Yeah. So I don't know how that happened.
1: Could have been a drawing.
0: Um, inclination there that God put in his heart, maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Had to be a God thing. God. Reg-
0: regardless, he, he recognized them, and they were conversing about certain matters. Uh, there seems to even be this interaction that God permits us to have with others um, as we wait.
1: Right. And then our our next subject is glorification. Oh, well, we'll get into all that. we'll, we'll get into that because that is the receiving a resurrected or resurrection body. Body, yeah. Well,
0: I just want to touch on it today.
1: Okay. So, touch. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is, death is something to ponder. Uh, and I, I do pray for those who might actually hear this uh, podcast that make sure you're ready to go be with the Lord. Yeah. You know, uh, hear the gospel, uh,
0: this, uh, listen, considering and contemplating the subject of death can be the best way to get one's heart prepared and ready and right. Right.
1: Because there is a heaven and there is a hell. Yeah. So we want to go to heaven and be with the Lord. Yeah. And the only way to do that is through Jesus Christ and his sacrificial death on the cross.
0: Yep. Well, we've just barely touched on these matters um, and given our quick thoughts and opinions about them. There's many more scriptures we could look at, many more avenues we could venture down. But um, our desire is to simply expose people quickly to these things so that they'll consider them. And hopefully in considering them, uh, find salvation yes. in Christ. Yes. Well, visit us at our website, www. Doctrinedoxology.com. there you can find uh podcast episodes and other resources you can also find out ways to uh interact with us and contact us email us our social media links are all on that page uh, for facebook yep. instagram and and i don't i guess it's not twitter anymore it's x it's weird really yeah i didn't think you'd know that but i didn't they changed the company name that's a whole hot mess, it seems like. I don't Interesting. know. I don't follow it closely enough. Anyways, uh, the purpose of all of those things is so that you can interact with us, and we invite you to do that. We love to hear uh, how God is growing brothers and sisters around the world. So uh, reach out to us there.
1: Okay, let me pray. Are you ready? Okay, that's the nod. Okay, Father, we do come to you this uh this afternoon, thanking you for your wonderful love and the and the pleasure that we have because we belong to you. Thank you for the the pleasure that we experience when we actually get to step into your presence and make requests, knowing that we're here by the righteousness of your Son, not on our own merits. And we just thank you for loving us and providing salvation for us, for giving us a future hope of heaven, and. Uh, Thank you for saving us from condemnation. Lord, I pray for anyone that's out there that doesn't know Jesus as Savior, and I pray that you stir their hearts, quicken them, and uh, uh, help them become one of your children. Uh, Please guide our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.